Hey everybody, welcome into Fill My Heart. My name is Drew Absher. And I'm Parker Newman. And that was maybe the weirdest intro music we've ever came in with. That one was yeah, courtesy but- of yours truly. Oh, I've never seen that. <laughs> no, 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 not yours. That wasn't. I I gave Parker hints as to what that song was called, and oh, he, th- okay. he thinks I, I was the, referencing the, a movie called Yours Truly. Yeah, that sounds like a total movie title, though. It does you know? sound like it does sound like a French film that they were able to get John Cusack on on board for. <laughs> yeah, I can Yours see that. Truly with John Cusack. I was thinking about it. Wouldn't it be funny if they made John Cusack and Joan Cusack star in a romantic comedy together? But I like actually, never Are they related? Yeah, they're brother and sister. Oh shit. I I like how I said they're brother and sister like, well, if you count that as being related, <laughs> according to porn no they're not yeah but. well that's what i that would be that would be the ultimate acting test is to like like put like a like charlie sheen and emilio estevez in a gate like a brokeback mountain remake let's see how good of actors you are can you pre- can you kiss your own brother without without it being <laughs> weird let's see that's what no, I, was- <laughs> I i totally agree like all these method actors are really just dumb theater kids like I hate it so much. Like, uh, like they should do with um. God, what's that guy's fucking? They should get like Dustin Hoffman and just be like, okay, uh, for this role, you're gonna be a guy who burns all his money. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Well, I was just gonna say, like, have you ever met somebody who like wants to be a certain personality, and so they become that personality? Yes. You know, where like people just kind of like fake their way into a new identity. That never happens with method actors. Like, that's the one thing I like Pacino always except one time, but he always comes back to being Al Pacino, right? Like the only the only one he didn't seem to come back from was Devil's Advocate. Right. And that was still pretty like the Devil's Italian in that fucking movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was pretty much catered to him, but he still does like the yelling thing in all of his roles. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, I'm Satan over here. (laughs) Oh, now I'm Satan. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that that's how method acting. They should like uh, like Shia LaBeouf's a method actor. They should just like like implant him within like the KKK and see if he like because a method actor would would agree with them like the ideology. You know what I mean? They would make themselves understand the hatred <laughs> and so yeah. shia labeouf's like he's like look i started I, I just needed the role uh but now i really am a racist <laughs> he's like they convinced me so i'm looking for someone to cast me as a black lives matter supporter so i can get back on the good side <laughs> i do like that if yeah. they just got stuck in the role <laughs> um, it's like um god what's his name he played um Jim Morrison in the Doors movie. Oh, um, yeah. What's his fucking face? Fucking. Uh, God, someone at home is screaming. Yeah. Val Kilmer. Like a K or a V in Val, it. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer. Apparently, he said that he had to, like, he couldn't stop being Jim Morrison for, like, four months. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen that doc? I think I maybe recommended it on a Patreon episode. Patreon.com slash fill my heart. Uh, the documentary on Netflix, Jim and Andy. No, what's that? It's, I, you know what? That's the documentary watch we watch. Uh, 
we had talked about doing a documentary watch for one of the Patreons. That's the one we should do for... Well, I guess this upcoming one will probably be a Christmas episode. But uh, oh, yeah. have you ever seen the movie uh, Man on the Moon? The Andy Kaufman story? Um, No, but I know what it... That's with uh, Jim Carrey, right? Yeah, right. And so there's a documentary called Jim and Andy where... Oh, yeah. I think I've, I've definitely recommended this on the podcast. I don't know if you remember it but basically yeah like uh so the dude who directed that movie is milos foreman who is he he was the director of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest like he's like a a, at this at the time was regarded as like a brilliant filmmaker and uh so they had jim carrey on board to do this and uh dude like jim carrey did not stop being andy kaufman the entire time <laughs> like dude like so there there's like a I'll, I'll just spoil two parts of it but we definitely should watch this and talk about it on the podcast is there's one part where milos foreman calls jim carrey after like during the movie so like his entire time on set he doesn't break from being andy kaufman Jesus. and so then like he calls jim carrey and uh jim carrey answers as himself and uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And Jim Carrey's yeah. like, he's like, well, I mean, if you want to fire Andy and hire me to do an Andy impression, I could do that. But you had like Jim Carrey swears by like to this day swears to God that he was overtaken by Andy Kaufman's spirit. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. And there's like a point in the movie where he's like hugging Andy Kaufman's sister and she's just weeping into his arms and he's like it's okay come on i'm here dude it's just like very fucking bizarre and like almost <laughs> fucked up like kind of like like jim carrey's like talking to andy kaufman's family as if he's andy kaufman it's really fucking bizarre dude it's like it is the most i've ever seen anyone and then like the movie wasn't even that good <laughs> like, oh, like really yeah like hold on let me look it up i think it's probably it's probably got like not very good ratings on like rotten tomatoes or whatever yeah yeah i just think it's like such bullshit i think it's just so attention grabby you know what I mean? It it really just means that you're not that good of an actor, I think. You know? Yeah. Like, if you have to do that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, do, do you think, like, whenever Tom, like, like, and it only is a thing for, like, actual actors. Like, Tom Kenny is never like, okay, I need to live in a pineapple under the sea. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the <laughs> yeah. only way. The only yeah. way I can immerse myself in this role. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I mean, like, it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, dude, it got a 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, like, not even that good of a movie. Uh, yeah, I think that, like, when you watch, I, I think that you would actually, like, enjoy the documentary because, like, it's all real footage. Like it's, they don't, they don't interview anybody. It's all just like footage from the making of the movie, but it's pretty interesting. Like Danny DeVito's in it because, you know, like while they were doing, you know, part of doing the Andy Kaufman story was like, uh, reshooting things from taxi, yeah. which him and, and uh, Danny DeVito was on as well. And so like they, like Danny DeVito's like 
says to the camera, he's like, he is exactly how Andy was. Like all this, so like you and like all of us, the people at home, watch it and we're like, oh, he's being like an insufferable fucking douchebag. But then, like, everyone in the documentary is like, this is exactly how Andy Kaufman acted. And you're like, wait, is Jim Carrey being a douchebag or was Andy Kaufman a giant douchebag and Jim Carrey does an amazing impression of him? Yeah. Because, <laughs> dude, he, he's, like, being obnoxious and, like, storming off set and shit. And everyone's like, I mean, that's exactly how Andy would have stormed off set. Like, it's, <laughs> dude, it's fucking weird. It's it's so, it's such a bizarre documentary. <laughs> Yeah. Good. Yeah, anyway. that's a trip, dude. I yeah. don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I, I like. Have you ever heard of the Dustin Hoffman? I think he was in the. Uh, oh yeah, what what's the movie like? Dustin Hoffman doesn't sleep for a couple days, right? I don't know what that one is. Oh, well, anyway, there's like a movie Dustin Hoffman, The Graduate. Yeah, Rain Man. Man. Fucking, uh, is it is it Little Fockers? No, no I'm just no, naming no. Dustin Hoffman movies. Oh, okay, is it Chef? No. Is it uh, whatever that Jew movie he put out with Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler was a couple years ago? What was that movie called? <laughs> I have no Come idea. On. What's it called? Uh, it's like something Barry. You know, you don't remember that movie? The one that was on no. Netflix a couple years ago It was really good. No idea. It was but, all uh, it was all about being Jewish. Really? Was it Tootsie? <laughs> was it no. Kramer versus Kramer? No. Midnight uh, Cowboy? Yeah, Midnight Cowboy. Oh, dude, because I had a bunch more to go. Meet the Fockers is very high on Dustin Hoffman's list here. Oh. Well, anyway, so, like, uh, in that movie, <laughs> apparently, like, Pete, uh, like his character doesn't sleep for a couple days, right? Uh-huh. And so... Uh, and I forgot what actress said this to him, but he was just like, I don't know how you like do this. Like I've been up for two days because my character doesn't sleep. I have no idea how you do this. And she just turns to him and goes, Oh, it's called acting. And they're like, that's I funny. love that line. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is very, by the way, the movie I was talking about was the, the Meyer wits, the my Meyer, Meyer story. Marowitz, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, I, that was actually really good. Uh, music by Randy Newman. Wow, didn't know that. Man, they uh, really just got all Jews on this thing. You got to appreciate that. I know, right? They got, it was written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Okay, You're so. Just like, you know what? We need more Jewish representation in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not enough stories about the plight of New York Jews. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, so it's Noah Baumbach who directed it. It stars Dustin Hoffman, Adam Sandler, and Ben Stiller, and the music by Randy Newman, and set in New York. And it's a, a comedy drama film, and it's called The Meyerowitz Story. Yeah, dude, that is the Jewest movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I've not heard of that. That sounds neato. Did yeah. not do well. No, no, no. This one did well. This is a very good movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This is really good. You should check it out. It's on Netflix. Anyway, how's everything going, dude? It's going okay. Uh, I have a weight loss update. I hit uh, 166.7, so that's good. I'm happy about that. 166.7? Yeah. Nice, dude. 
So I forgot what it's about a hundred, right? Um, no, not yet. Uh, it's uh, what you start two fifty, two forty. Uh, uh, two fifty. Yeah, so it's eighty, eighty four. Yeah, so you're about fifteen pounds away from eighty three. And when did this start? Last June. No, not last June. Um, last uh, fucking uh, no, uh, November. So it's been almost a hundred pounds in a year. Yep, that's crazy, dude. How do you feel? How does that feel to say that? Uh, feels good, but you know, it's just like uh, I'm not at the point where I want to be. But uh, no, it feels good. You know, I, I'm definitely happy about it for sure but yeah. uh like you're, it's, you're getting dude, it's, selfie confidence huh you've been getting selfie confidence you've been posting yeah, all I kinds know, of right? selfies dude very weird i'm not used to it now i'm like overdoing it but whatever um <laughs> who cares like, it's your instagram yeah <laughs> but um oh it, it's just super weird because i have like collarbones that i didn't know about i just thought everyone else had that and like i'll like touch it like my hip bones and i'm like oh what the fuck yeah. like there's a skeleton inside me that's, that's a crazy. very weird feeling when you lose weight and you start feeling parts of your body that were covered up yeah exactly <laughs> it's like when you go to the beach at high tide and then you go back later and it's at low tide and it looks totally different and you're like whoa what the fuck <laughs> happened <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh it's super weird you know it's kind of like uh it's kind of like uh, the stranger, you know, where yeah. like uh, you sit on your left hand and masturbate, but right. it's like you're feeling yourself up. Yeah, totally, dude. And cool way to say touching your dick is feeling yourself up. That was very cool. And that was not very grandma of you at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Feel <Grandma>. yourself up. <laughs> Look, this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's where you just to just start describing disgusting sex acts and then tamper them at the end. Be like, yeah, so, so you take a giant fucking runny shit into a condom, right? And then you put it in the fridge and then or into the freezer. And then once it's frozen, you penetrate a woman with it. <laughs> you, you touch her private parts with it. <laughs> um, Dude, I do, I do like to think like someone that's on urban dictionary did that but in the fridge they're like god damn it it's just very chill but it's not <laughs> yeah it's not freezing yet is there is there a better way to freeze it <laughs> yeah. googling it's how to take how to freeze a shit better <laughs> how to get a turd to freeze faster wet paper towel like yeah. what food should i eat if i want my turds to freeze fast just weird <laughs> google searches um well i was gonna ask you had said something about going to the dentist a while back to get braces. Are you still getting braces? Yeah, um, eventually. But, like, my gums are so fucked up. I have, like, bad gingivitis and stuff. So uh, I'm taking – I have these uh, trays. Mm -hmm. They're called uh, perial gel or something like that. So I, I'm literally, like – I use um, 15 minutes in the day and at night each. And, like, they're supposed to do, like – deep clean my gums and like because they're super inflamed and shit so i gotta get all that taken care of then i'm getting a couple implants then i'm doing the braces nice dude are you and you're staying on top of all that shit mm -hmm. nice dude that makes me yeah. fucking that makes me real happy for you dude i'm 
being genuine. That makes me I I like oh, nice. how much weight you've lost with or how much confidence you've gained with the weight loss. I mean, it's going to be tenfold once you feel comfortable with your smile. You know what I mean? Like once you feel comfortable showing teeth, man, you're going to be fucking be slaying straight up pussy, dude. I think what we should do is we should plan a boxing match between you and a podcast listener. Now that you've lost all this weight, yeah, I, I say you. I, I say you put your fucking your your body where your mouth is, dude, and just get in the ring. Okay, as long as uh, I can get my grandma to listen, then she counts as a listener. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, if you could get if you could trick your grandma into listening to the podcast just for the sake of getting into a boxing ring and punching your own grandma in the face for the podcast content. Yeah, dude, that counts. <laughs> I'm not going to object to that. I don't even want you to lose the fight. I just want you to have to fight someone. <laughs> it, it, that's the thing, though. If I did, like, if she did listen to the podcast, I would have to punch her and make her forget about what she heard. Like, you know? Yeah, you just got to use your... Uh, you say, hey, Grandma, you know what my right hand's called? And she goes, what? And you go, men in black. And you know what my left hand's called? The little thing they use in the movie to wipe people's memory. And then just, <laughs> just fucking cold cocker. <laughs> She's like, I don't even understand the references. <laughs> um, well, dude, yeah, the reason I asked is, did you see this video of the girl? Uh, well, I asked out of curiosity but also good segue did you see this video did we watch this yeah we watched yeah, this we did. dude i'm such an idiot i was like we didn't watch this on the show and then as i was pulling it up right now i'm like we definitely did watch this. <laughs> yeah we definitely did watch this yeah. uh yeah dude so when do you go back for like implants and shit um i don't know i'm seeing someone on the 22nd Ooh, but, you're uh, seeing that's... someone huh no Ooh, parker's got a girlfriend uh it's only parker but, um, seeing someone haha <laughs> uh no nah, dude it actually sucks because i feel like all the self-esteem i'm be i built up is kind of being crushed by tinder like it's <laughs> kind of like going back down a bit yeah so, but you should you should base zero percent of your self-esteem into tinder yeah i get that it's just so hard like not to you know what i mean especially just uh yeah, like it, like it is weird because I know how Tinder kind of works, and it is like entirely, you know, looks based or whatever. Yeah. But uh, still, I don't know. It's just you know, just sucks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, I was thinking about this today. You know how, like, when you're on Tinder and uh, like you see someone and you're like, oh fuck, I hope that person swipes on me. Like that person, I'm super attracted to. Or maybe yeah. even you give them a super like. How yeah. many, like, you've probably done that to, like, thousands of girls at this point, right? Exactly. And the crazy thing is, is at least, like, 10% of them are, like, probably dead now. I mean, hopefully, if they didn't fly back. <laughs> you know what but. I mean? Like, how crazy is that? I was just thinking about that today. I'm all, dude, like, there's a good, like, basically what made me think about it is, like, when I used to be on Tinder girls that i would like swipe on tinder would always come into my work and i'd have to be like oh hey what's going on you know it'd be like the first time we met in person was when they went shopping and then i was like man i never see any of those girls anymore and i was like well that's because i'm not on tinder anymore then i was like well or it could be because they're all dead like they all could have died <laughs> and then like they just stopped shopping here you know yeah totally yeah, yeah. man 
when, when did you wake up? Huh? When did you wake up? That's a good question, Drew. Um, <laughs> I I don't think that I have yet fully. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Me either. <laughs> I'm like so, trying to get a riff going. You're all, yeah, good point. I'm all, no, it's not a good point, Parker. It's kind of weird because <laughs> it's, it's actually, I don't know if you know, Ryan Goodcase has a really good joke about like, uh, about like girls on Tinder probably being dead. So I'm like, oh, oh no. I was trying to like tread you know oh, i didn't that. know that no 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 i don't know that joke That's yeah good... yeah so damn it well but, uh, i didn't put it in my notes so it doesn't count as joke theft <laughs> yeah if you memorize it verbatim in your memory it's not joke theft yeah I right exactly wrote it down yeah is... that's that's the it's like chess dude if you it's like pulling your finger off the piece in chess once you put it on paper it's stolen but if yeah. you just if you just repeat it in your day to day life and never give credit for it, it's not theft technically. Totally, like if I just say the uh, I have a dream speech, yeah. then it's fine, you know. Right? Yeah, you just can't say the part. I, does he say? I think he says the the not not the not the n word, but yeah, he says like the uh, n word. What? <laughs> Yeah, is diet n-word. is that what people call it? Is that what people call, what it? call it? Yeah, I think it should be called the diet n-word. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, he says it in there. I don't think you could say that in your day-to-day life. No, I probably wouldn't say that. I mean, honestly, saying that I have a dream speech, that is weird. Like, I'm, like, cultural appropriation, say what you want about it, but this is... Like that's just taking it to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that speech is like he's got some very good stuff, and I I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that I have a dream speech is overrated. But have you ever read like the the letters he wrote from jail and stuff? What's that thing called? The uh, it's like a letters from a Montgomery jail cell or something like that. It's very good. I just think that. We should not remember Martin Luther King just for the I have a dream speech. Like he did some really powerful fucking speeches and writing and everyone just remembers like that one line, you know? Yeah, that does suck that he's like the aha of all the civil rights champions. Yeah. <laughs> like just like Yeah. Oh one hit wonder even though everything like he said was like just as good. Right, yeah, dude. That's exactly he's journey. Dr. Martin Luther King is the (laughs) journey of civil rights where it's like he made great stuff, but everyone only remembers the one big hit. Dude, how fucking pissed? Like how like that must have been so hard for him to like fucking have to keep trying to uh, like, you know, want one up the I have a dream speech. (laughs) <laughs> like people were probably like do the hits he's like no man i got new shit like i'm trying to work <laughs> <laughs> they're all say it it's like a dice clay thing where he go. Yeah. He, he just starts with i have and everyone in the crowd's like a dream and he's like no <laughs> i'm not doing it i'm doing something else right now um yeah dude well i i didn't think that we'd get into dr martin luther king is the journey yeah uh, of of civil rights on this podcast but anyway yeah only he only he is the yeah he is the journey of civil rights though because he did not stop believing (laughs) there you go yeah yeah and also 
I do wish that uh, Journey was killed by the CIA. Damn it! I, I well, first off, I was going to I was going to make that joke, but <laughs> correct. I was going to say, did Steve Perry get killed by the FBI? <laughs> it was the FBI that killed Martin Luther King. Yeah, not the CIA, right? Oh, for sure. Right? Am I right? Um, about I think so, but I, I doubt the CIA was like innocent. You know? No, the CIA the CIA killed Kennedy, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like honestly, like I do, I'm I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories, but there's no way that Martin Luther King Jr. was. I mean, they killed Fred Hampton. Like that was fucking proven. Why would they not kill? No, yeah, that was the same. Th- the FBI was held financially accountable for Martin Luther King's death. Really? Yeah, yeah. the The Martin Luther King's family won a civil suit against the FBI for his murder whoa yeah and it's weird because like we all you know like everyone's got like the uh rightfully so the fucking you know the the due process attitude in this country you know where it's like you know if you're tried and you're found innocent then you're innocent or whatever but it's the same thing with oj where it's like so in civil suits you need a lot less proof to like hold somebody financially accountable for a crime and, yeah. like, O.J. got off on those murders and then, like, was held completely financially accountable for the death of Nicole Brown. Oh, for real? Yeah, so it's it's isn't that kind of weird where you're like, okay, look, did he do it? No. But did he do it enough to make him have to pay money? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like a weird, yeah, dude, like, O.J. Simpson's not allowed to make money anymore. All the money he makes has to go to the Goldman family. Whoa, for real? Yeah, but then he like just lies about how much money he makes and like doesn't give them shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's really uh, it's really fucked up, dude. That that that's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, it's very funny and we make a lot of jokes about it, like OJ, you know, the OJ Simpson thing. But it's one of those things where when you start like looking at the details, you're like, "Oh, this isn't as funny as it was once." <laughs> like yeah, you're like, "Uh, it's kind of it is really fucked up, dude." Man. Like uh the Goldman family is still just like fuming. Oh really? Yeah, dude, Ron Goldman's dad is like still to this day like on a crusade against OJ Simpson. God damn. It's really it's really fucking crazy, man. That guy like I feel real bad for that guy. He's like lost it without his son. It's kind of sad. I do feel bad for OJ though. I mean, the guy lost his wife, you know. Yeah, but- and mother of his kids, dude. <laughs> If only he was there to stop it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, By the way, yes. Sorry, I did actually, like, my sleep schedule is so beyond fucked up right now. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. I I took a nap. Not not went to bed. I took a nap at 11 p.m. Yeah, that's a bad idea, dude. Well, I thought it was going to be a sleep, not a nap. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I've yeah. done that a couple times where you wake up at one and you're like, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I I actually went to, uh, like, yeah, I didn't go to bed again till like, 1030. Then I got up at, like, uh, what, what time is it right now? It's 5 p.m. No way. No, I'm not. It's like, oh, two, it's like 3 o'clock. Oh, yeah, I got up at, like, uh, 2. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Can I read you a Reddit post that's really funny? 
Please do. It's starting to make its rounds on the internet, so hopefully we get to it before other places do. But, yeah, there's a subreddit called Am I the Asshole? And basically, I think I've told you about this, right? Yeah. Yeah, so basically people just go and say, like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. Am I in the wrong, basically? And the, the title... It's got to be a fake one. It it just has to be. It's like that uh-huh. dude who kept fighting at Waffle House. It's got to be fake. <laughs> Am I the asshole for choosing lobster over my child? That's the I title. For choosing lobster over my child. Okay. Okay. All right. First line. Title sounds bad, but hear me out. <laughs> I work <laughs> as a lobster fisherman. I'm away from home for months at a time and then come back for four to six weeks to spend time with my roommate and kids. With the Christmas season approaching, I'm scheduled to get off on December 22nd. My captain just approached me and said that they are short on men for one more tour and he wants me to stay on for another week. It pays time and a half, which would be $700 a day, much more than all my friends earn. I could really use the money, so I told him I would do it. My roommate is upset with me because she wants me to come home and spend time with her and my kids. From my perspective, I could really use the money for bills, and Christmas is just a day on the calendar. We can celebrate at the end of the month when I get home. Also, I recently bought a meat slicer for $200. So Reddit, am I the asshole? And then here's the, here he is editing so to like clarify some things. Like People in the comments will ask him a, qu- a question, and he, yeah. so he's editing. Edit, answering a few of the common questions. Roommate is the mother of my children and also my girlfriend, but we are not in love. <laughs> oh, what an asshole. He said, but we are not in love. <laughs> uh, I wonder why. Yeah, meat slicer is relevant because of the additional financial strain. I'm in the prime I'm the primary user of the meat slicer when I'm at home, but she has full use of it while I'm away. So that's why he decided to tell everyone he bought $200 or a meat slicer. I love that he's he's actually more concerned about the custody of the meat slicer than the actual (laughs) child they have. Well, dude, did you want to know more about the meat slicer? Sure. Yeah, because he has a second edit here. So he (laughs) says, edit two. I'm getting a lot of questions about the meat slicer. When you buy a ribeye pre-sliced, there's a 50% premium per slice relative to buying a full ribeye and slicing your own. So assuming you have three to four ribeyes a week, it pays for itself in just over two years. (laughs) 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 And then, like, this guy's obviously lying. Like, this is not a real thing, I don't think. But everyone in the comments like, Jesus, man, you can't eat three to four ribeyes a week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Made me laugh really hard. I just love when people fuck with the internet like that. His his username on Reddit was throwaway lobster Christmas. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, okay. So it's a troll. I'm pretty sure, but still a very funny thing to troll people with is asking if you're an asshole for lobster fishing instead of spending Christmas with your children. <laughs> um Yeah. All right. Well, you ready to get into today's episode? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Today's episode is season 19, episode 66, OCD Interrupted, Diary of a Digital Addict. Yeah, this is um this was recorded or aired on December 15th, 2020. Parker, do you want to know the name of the song we came in with now? Yeah. It is called 
hold on. It is by Stephen Bishop, and the song is called Animal House. Oh, like the movie? Yeah, like the movie, but also this lady's it has an animal's house. Get it? See what I did? No. <laughs> like an animal house. Like a, it's all fucked up. Like she's a hoarder. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess the title doesn't say she's a hoarder, huh? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her home is so cluttered that she can barely walk through it. She stores over 100,000 videos and photos on her phone, and she has a feeling of missing out if she doesn't take images of whatever she sees or collect every knickknack tempts her. Ah. Yeah, dude, she's the worst. Let's watch the first clip. Woman hoards thousands of selfies and screenshots. Oops. I actually, like, have OCD, like, legit. I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty sure I have, like, symmetry OCD. Like, uh, you know... That and I get like, uh, yeah, weird, you know, obsessive like thoughts and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, shit's not fun, but yeah, well, I've, I've never actually told anybody this, but I, th- and this is 1 million percent true. I'm not joking. I know that this is how I set up every fucking bit I do, but it's 100% <laughs> true. Is I have like a weird obsession with triangles. I need help. Like, when you said symmetry OCD, that's exactly what came to my brain. It's like, Everything I do, I try to make little triangles. Really? I can't I can't explain it, but yeah. I'm obsessed with like I always like I can see triangles everywhere. It's fucking weird. I don't really get it, but I think it's probably some form of OCD. I've been doing it since I was little. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's very odd, but anyway. Let's uh let's watch the clip. Help with my digital hoarding and obsessive compulsive disorder. I spend up to 10 hours a day on my phone. I screenshot almost everything I see. I have about 54,000 screenshots, 2,500. Damn, videos. my girl came with the receipts. <laughs> so. videos, and about 9,000 selfies. My media storage. Okay, so she's kind of in a weird place, attractiveness wise. Like, she's pretty. But like nine thousand selfies isn't justified, you know? Yeah, no, I I'd agree with that. Uh, especially any girl that like takes that many screenshots—that's kind of scary for me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She must be terrible on Snapchat, dude. I'd, You're like, no, that was right. a picture of my dog. Why did you screenshot it? <laughs> <laughs> has yeah. 132,000 images and videos. It's causing friction between myself, my friends, and my family. I've been hoarding since college. My apartment's a huge mess. I have a lot of furniture, kitchenware, bathroom stuff, freebies. When I tell people I have OCD, a lot of people think of someone that's super neat. And it's funny to me because I'm actually messy. I want to educate myself more on OCD and hoarding disorder. Cluttered and... So she's kind of interesting right off the bat because she is not running from the issue. Yeah. And this is this is a theme throughout this episode is she's like, yeah, I go to like seminars for OCD. Like she is very interested in learning about it. I just don't know how committed she is to fixing it. No, that is pretty weird because, yeah, ev- everyone on Hoarders is kind of like, what? Everyone has like, you know cat shit on their nightstand right yeah, like, yeah. You know? Everyone, every everyone's got a dead cat in their freezer you know yeah like, but also you- also the people on hoarder hoarders claims that they need everything 
Yeah, true. But this girl doesn't seem to really claim that. She, I mean, at least right now. But she seems like she just likes having shit, which is an interesting dynamic. We'll keep an eye on. Environment equals cluttered mind. If nothing changes in my environment, I'm afraid that I'm going to end up alone. You believe that. Okay, good edit. We don't even get an introduction to this woman. Dr. Phil immediately just cuts in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you suffer from OCD. Yes, I'm diagnosed. Okay. Now, there are six subclassifications of OCD. One of them is hoarding. And you do that both digitally and physically, right? Yes. Okay. And you hoard, you say anything and everything that you just can't even walk in your apartment. It's bad right now. Okay. It says Melanie hoards anything and everything, can't walk in apartment. You hoard different size clothes, free furniture. You feel really addicted. You consider yourself highly controlling? I don't know if I am, but others have told me I am. OCD is also a lot of, OCD is like a controlling thing. Like you want to control things. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know what it is. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. You're not you're not the smartest person in this room, okay? We all know what OCD is. <laughs> OCD is like, you know, when like I get obsessively compulsive about things and it's a disorder. <laughs> oh, I guess I control uh -huh. more than the OCD. Uh -huh. Do you think you know a lot about OCD? I, I know a fair amount. Okay. You ready, Parker? Yeah. Put your fucking gloves on, son. And you think, I don't know anything about it. Oh, shit. Oh, this girl was talking mad shit about Dr. Phil, and he's got the fucking receipts for her. Yeah. What if Dr. Phil's just, what if Dr. Phil's uh, just like, how many tiles are on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> I got a jar of jelly beans. I bet you can't guess it, you dumbass. <laughs> it's like 867. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you know anything about it. I did want there to be a OCD. Well, no, you point. said I don't know anything about it. That's what you told my staff because I, I didn't know anything about OCD. So you wanted an expert here about OCD. Yeah. I, can I explain myself? You Dude, she's fucking, she's on the hot seat right now. Yeah. Dr. Fizzle, <laughs> this has nothing to do with OCD. I just brought you here for an attitude check. I got, <laughs> I got the time, bitch. I got nothing but time these days. Yeah. My show have, got canceled. <laughs> you have oblivious cunt disorder? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. You can try. <laughs> I, I initially had said to them, hey, I want to make sure there's an expert who specializes in OCD and hoarding disorder because I want to make sure that the viewers understand the diagnosis. Uh, so you wanted to produce the show. No, I don't want to produce the show, but I would have liked... Because Robin's my head producer, so you can take it up with her. Robin, get out here. Robin's, <laughs> Robin's just got two Rottweilers on a fucking chain leash. <laughs> just wearing a strap on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said, hi, Allie. I just found out from Greg that he's been cut. I'm extremely uncomfortable with an OCD hoarding expert not being on the show. It's almost unacceptable. Dr. Phil is not a specialist in these areas, is extremely upsetting and anxiety-provoking for me. So why are you here? I had a little bit of a meltdown last night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of agree with her. 
Like not, I would, I, I, I completely understand why Dr. Phil's like, no, we're not having an expert here. Yeah. You know, I am. Why would he bring on an expert for one episode of his show when yeah. he's literally pretended to be an expert on everything else for every episode of this show? But, Dude, she, you know, go ahead. Oh, sorry. She should, like, flip it on him and just be like, do you feel the need to control everything? Yeah, it seems like it seems like you're the one who's got control issues. Yeah. <laughs> do you think maybe you have a hard time letting go because your dad never hugged you? She, <laughs> she just breaks Phil in half. He's like, oh, God damn it, this sucks. <laughs> He's like, I miss Debbie. <laughs> Why'd that fat pig have to go and die? <laughs> There was a particular doctor that you demanded to be on the show. So why didn't you just make an appointment with that doctor instead of coming here? Well, he lives in Illinois. But you and can I make a virtual out, appointment. I only found this out last night that he wasn't going to be part of the show. They had no, mentioned that no, he no, that's was going to be vetted. No, that is absolutely not true. And I will get the producer on the phone right now because you're not going to control and manipulate me. Like I said, I had expected, I was hoping that an expert would be on well, the show. You were demanding. I had you been requested. hoping, he would be sitting here with us right now. But because you demanded it, I refuse to enable your demanding and controlling manipulative nature because that's not what I do. Like I said, I wanted to make sure everything was told to the now, viewers. As, as a medical correctly. care provider... I reserve the right to refuse anyone medical care. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird stance to take. Now, yeah. since you demanded it, I said no. But if you would have asked, I would have said yes because it's the right thing to do morally. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to see is Doctor Phil just like that with every patient. Someone is just like, okay, no more antipsychotics until you. Drop the shitty attitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's all, doctor, my, he's like, I have appendicitis. I need to get this thing removed. Well, if you think you need to, then I say we sit on it for a little bit. Had you yeah. asked properly, I would have taken that thing out for you right now. But since you're needing to, well, maybe I'm just a little bit too busy to do it now. How about yeah. you come in here with some country grammar? Okay. <laughs> you come in here, you say please and thank you. <laughs> And it's not that I wanted to produce the show. I, I told them for the integrity of the episode. She's like, God, no. Why would I want to produce a, a show that's a, a fucking burning bridge? She's like, this thing's a goddamn Titanic, Dr. Phil. You think, you think I want to become the producer of a show that's done 17 seasons and 14 of them have been dog shit? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> is what I had said to her. Allie had mentioned, why don't you come on the show and see what Dr. Phil has to say? Yeah, well, I was really surprised that um, they they went ahead and um, booked you. I told them that they should just tell you, no, that it was presumptuous to try and dictate uh, how to book an episode, that it was beyond the pale, that if you wanted to talk to that doctor, you needed to call him, that you need to stop wasting our time, goodbye, good luck. If you ever decide that you want to participate, you can get in the back of the line. You've lost your place and you can start over again because I didn't want to enable the controlling nature because I think it's part of your pathology. Thanks for watching. She's like, e yes, I was really just coming here to get help about my OCD, not be fucking lambasted by a fucking fake TV doctor. Uh, <laughs> 
I would have yeah. just been like, okay, and then just walked out after that. No, I know, right? Because yeah, it's kind of irrelevant, honestly. Whether I mean, he he kind of like he could have mentioned that, and then just like she's not really fighting him that much on it. You know what I mean? To the point yeah. to like by how much he's hammering it. Well, also, what the fuck is this show if people aren't willing to come on it? Yeah, true. Like, why does Doctor Phil act like he holds the fucking cards here? Yeah. Like, that's what confuses me about it. Is like. Like we're there's only two people in the entire world who need Doctor Phil to continue doing a show, and it's you and I. <laughs> we're the only right. ones who need this to continue. Like everyone else would find something else to watch. It's just right. it's just us depending on him having good guests on. So yeah, why did, that girl should have been like, okay, I'm out later. You're not getting content out of me. Fly me home, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Phil doesn't even need Dr. Phil. No, He's fuck no, dude. He's rich as hell. <laughs> All right, let's watch the next one. Woman with OCD tries to control everything. My main issue with my daughter, Melanie, is she's the hoarder. She's very controlled. Dude, that's so... I. What a perfect accent to have to say the word hoarder in. <laughs> Hold on, let me, let's listen again. I need help. Oops, next clip. My main issue with my daughter, Melanie, is she's the hoarder. <laughs> I want to edit it to where we get the D-E-R off the end of it. And the, My main issue with my daughter, Melanie, is she's a whore. <laughs> she's very controlling and very manipulative as well. Melanie thinks she's organized, but the clutter is actually ruining her life. Melanie still has a childhood bedroom at my house full of her traveling clothes and books from her younger years. When I walk into Melanie's house, I see papers, boxes, clutter, receipts all over the place. Melanie doesn't like washing her dishes, so now she uses a lot of paper products. When I help her clean- <laughs> That's so funny, It's she's like, yeah, my, my daughter has a hoarding problem, so now she hates the environment. <laughs> yeah. I can't touch- I, I love that she said paper products too, as opposed to just plate she's like yeah she's eating on a lot of fucking cardboard boxes like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. anything because she gets very anxious the other day she left some glass on my counter and it made a mark and i had a little bit of a fit she had a big fit she stood back and she said mom look what you did to my countertop she, we had to stop for a minute and i told melanie look it went away melanie's very aggressive when she's trying to get a point across whether to her family or to her friends. Since COVID has come, Melanie fixates on herself and other people about wearing masks and social distancing. Melanie oh, all right. So she's just an online leftist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's just like, Mom, can you stop bringing over 15 people at a time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wants to control everyone, and that frustrates the family. We decided at family gatherings, if people don't want to wear a mask, we just don't invite Melanie. I fear that if Melanie does not get... All right, well, that's not good either. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If Melanie is, is invited to something and she decides she doesn't want to catch COVID, we just tell her she can't come. Everyone, and that frustrates the family. 
We decided at family gatherings, if people don't want to wear a mask, we just don't invite Melanie. I fear that if Melanie does not get the help she needs, she's going to have a very difficult time continuing a normal life. This is disrupting her life. Yes, it is. I definitely think it's ruining her life. I want her to live a happy and a healthy life. Her OCD, I'm finding, is um, hurting the family, where she likes to um, be very controlling with our family, mm -hmm. and she bullies. In what way? She likes to tell her siblings what to do. Uh -huh. Okay, thank you for being more specific. <laughs> She's all... She tries to control the family, Dr. Philzel Howe. She tries to tell his siblings what to do. Okay, we're getting closer. How about yeah. a fucking example? <laughs> how, how is she controlling? Well, she controls. That's <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, sometimes she barks orders at people. Yeah, that's what, yeah, we know. <laughs> how to do it. That's been our experience of her, is being very bullying and controlling and manipulative. And... I, I think that comes from anxiety. Yeah, so that's why you shouldn't just fucking bombard her with fucking shame <laughs> for having fucking anxiety and OCD. Yeah, I think it comes from a, a slew of things. Anxiety, OCD, PMS. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which is a real underlying characteristic of OCD. It's anxiety-driven. So it's like if I can control everything and gather everything and keep everything together, then the feeling is at least in that. Dude, I got to go back a second here. Sorry. Yeah. Imagine, imagine getting mad at somebody because they were like, yeah, like, I just don't think you're a real expert on this, you know? And then this is how you explain OCD to them. <laughs> just just listen just listen with that in your brain, all right? Listen. It's anxiety-driven. So it's like if I can control everything and gather everything and keep everything together, then the feeling is, at least in that moment, there's some relief of anxiety, obviously. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> You're right. We didn't need an expert on the show. You know everything there is to know about it. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's a uh, you know it's got something to do with anxiety and uh, releasing of the anxiety. And well, I mean that's all we know about. That's all science has to say about it these days. Uh, there's been no developments. <laughs> yeah, he's just like the. He's basically like. Explaining OCD the way that like Deepak Chopra explains like matter in the universe. No, it, it, what it is is like when you when someone asks you like when you say like no, of course the you know like whatever of co of course the vaccine is safe, and then they go, how do you know that? And you go, well, um, they did they did trials. I don't know what. How do I know? <laughs> I just trust other people. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah. Same doesn't work but that doesn't stop you from repeating the pattern right yeah one other thing is a lot of times i'll think i'm right about something or like this is obvious why don't you see it this way yeah. and it's not that i'm trying to be right it's just like it seems right and do you think that's a pattern i've realized that it's a pattern yeah because you did that with us as well it's like why would you not have 
an OCD expert on there. I mean, that's just the right thing to do. Why would you not do that? I mean, it's just logical, right? You just didn't see any other point of view. <laughs> He's like, I mean, it's yeah. so blatantly obvious the correct thing to do that there's no way a doctor wouldn't requ abide by the requests of their patient. I mean, that's got to be what you're thinking, right? Yeah, dude, I feel, I feel it's been weird because a lot, like, a lot of it is like, yeah, she's kind of like fucked up or whatever. But that, also, these people kind of gaslight her too. Like, yeah, right. Just like, why are you freaking out about nobody wearing a mask during a giant pandemic that's killing three thousand people a day? And also, why do you want to seek an actual doctor about your OCD? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind. It's kind of half of it. It's like, yeah, she probably sucks, but like, it doesn't seem like this is being handled correctly. Yeah. Also, I'll go on record saying that she is very hot. All right. Well, I I disagree. I, I disagree with the V word there. The v word? You called you said she was very hot. I'd say she's oh. I'd say she's bordering on hot. I'd say she's well in the hot category. All right. Well, we disagree fundamentally. Right? Uh, What's I'm another have an expert on Yeah, can we have an expert of hotness be on the show? <laughs> Point of view about that. <laughs> oh, boo. See, I have a hard time seeing the counter let's, let's go back a sec. Hold on. Well, that's point of view about that. Sorry. Another point of view, right? What's another point of view about that? See, I have a hard time seeing the counter argument. Well, that's my point. If you say, I don't want to just be right. Well, if you don't want to be right, argue the counter argument. You see, like, this is what, this is like the antithesis of what is wrong or like why I hate Dr. Phil so much. Yeah. Is like difficult people exist with or without diagnosed OCD. True. Right now, he's like trying to psychologically break someone down who's just particular and difficult that's yeah. not a fucking that's not like something that you need to spend any more than 30 seconds of a tv show harping on when they have something like hoarding ocd like that's where the energy should be going right here exactly and instead he's like well i mean why don't you ever try to listen to others like what are you a kindergarten teacher like you yeah. understand that there's shitty people in the world like people can be have OCD and be fucking uptight douchebags. Like that can exist. And I'm sure yeah, those exactly. two things are tied. I'm not saying they're completely independent of each other. But like what a weird thing to be harping on. Do you think this this girl's life would be better if she didn't have a fucking pigsty apartment or if she sometimes got to hear people out on their ideas? Yeah, exactly. She needs her fucking life turned around, you know? Like she doesn't need a fucking stern talking to. No, you're right. Yeah, he is just kind of criticizing her personality as opposed to her actual mental disorder. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. I I guess maybe you studied up on it or maybe you have had experience with this. That that would be the counter argument. Well, you don't know what I know. I don't. You don't know what my background is. You, you haven't studied that, number one. Number two, if you come in here and start dictating how all this is going to be done... See, he's like more pissed off about this than concerned yeah. about her OCD and anxiety. Yeah, exactly. He's like furious, furious yeah. that someone even recommended that he not be the only doctor on the show. <laughs> yeah, he. she wasn't even like, you can't be on your own show. That's kind of like how he's framing it as. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. 
are we not enabling the very behaviors that are destroying your life? I guess on some level, it makes sense. Now, come on, you're a smart young woman. <laughs> you don't understand how, if part of OCD is to control, and if part of your personality is to dictate, manipulate, and control, that to come in here and have a staff start saying, yes, ma'am, what do you need? Okay, you want this person? Anybody else? Can we get somebody else for you? Can we? So you dictate the entire situation that that would not be enabling the, your tendency to control and manipulate people. Like I said, I wasn't trying to dictate. I just thought it would be helpful. I really don't see... I really don't see, like, I get how that can be controlling. I literally don't see the manipulation. It, it, it is kind of just throwing that term in there. I don't think she's being dishonest. Uh, I think that the thing that she said were, she said, it's almost unacceptable to not have, like, that kind of is manipulating to be like, you guys are being irresponsible by not having, like, that's kind of manipulating. But I even, I would argue, like, when it comes to people's health, they have a right to say, who is their care provider? Yeah. Totally. And like Dr. Phil, he's like, I'm surprised my staff even let you on. Well, you're the one who's on fucking stage with there right now. Yeah. Like, I just, I just, so what the fuck are you fucking talking about? Like, he's just such a fucking dick sometimes. Yeah. I think manipulative is just too harsh of a word. Like I I'd agree. Yeah. Like controlling the way better word. Than I'd agree. Yeah, I think I think that when you say stuff like it's borderline unaccept or it's unacceptable, like that's where you get into like manipulative adjacent. Like that's language someone manipulative would use. You know. Uh -oh. Yeah. Fuck. Good. Did you just spill water? Yep, right on a power cord. Oh boy. Well, if we lose Parker, we know it's because he's died in an electric fire. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play because I can't stare at Robin anymore. Can you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Are you just saying that? Yes. <laughs> I hope you're picking up the sarcasm because I'm certainly heaping it on really, really strong. Definitely picking Jesus, up the sarcasm. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Yeah, dude, that's what I mean. Is he's just like he's just it's just unnecessary. There's just no reason to be this fucking nasty to somebody who's, like, coming to you for help. Yeah. Imagine if someone in comedy was like, hey, you know, I need some help, but also I think that you could do this better on stage. And you're like, sure, I'll help you. And then you meet up with them, and then for, like, 45 minutes, you're like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> and then at the end, you're like, okay, now let's write some jokes. That person yeah. would be like, fuck you, dude. I don't know. Let's get into the next clip. The last clip, women's OCD is destroying her. I can't read the rest. It's destroying her this life. This is my friend Austin. Uh, One of the hobbies we like to do on. together is Fucking go. God damn it, Zoom. Come on, hold it together. Dude, I think, uh, you know what Dr. Phil should do? Is that he should like, he should just give her like a different kind of OCD. He should be like, look, now if you don't clean your apartment every day, then your whole family's gonna die <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be funny he just makes it worse yeah just but different though he's like he's as she's standing up he's all or she's like leaving the show he's all do you only open that door once <laughs> she's she's like yeah why he's all 
ain't you afraid that's going to end the world if you don't open that? <laughs> if you ain't open that thing forty-seven times, I mean, there's a chance your mom dies. And yeah. she she just like takes that and runs with it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I mean, if you do like, look, if you want to go to hell, sure, turn the lights on and off only three times. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, we 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 finally met Austin. Austin is the man. He's the most fucking friend zone pussy whipped guy in the history of the world. This guy, oh, there is not a single guy who is fucking put ped- pussy on a pedestal more than Austin. It is hilarious. Oh boy. Here Picking, we go. which means we find free stuff or discounted stuff. Pickers means you get it and you resell it but there's no reselling with Melanie. Today we have a lamp that she made me pick up. We have the sound bar from the same guy. The rest of the stuff is hers. The bread maker, she's... So this guy, to establish what he is, he is a picker, which means that he goes to people's houses that look like hers, but, you know, they're they're usually bigger, and he finds things that he can sell. Okay. Okay, that is how he makes a living. And right now we're looking at the back of his pickup truck and it's just filled with shit. And he goes, well, this is all hers. Well, what are you making money doing? Stupid. You've done, <laughs> you have no room to put any shit that you want in there now. Like that. He's just like sacrificing his income being like, well, she asked me to pick up a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Man. He's gluten free. Yeah. And since she doesn't. Sorry, it's funny because he's hoarding on to his hope of, like, ever getting laid by her. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. He's hoarding every compliment she's ever given him and fucking banking them in his brain somewhere. Where he's yeah. like, yeah, she said I was a little bit meek, but maybe she looks for that in a man. <laughs> um. All right, listen to this part. Hold on. The rest of the stuff is hers. The bread maker, she's gluten-free. <laughs> she made him get a she made him buy a, or bring a bread maker even though she's gluten free and since she doesn't know how to cook she only knows how to hoard i thought i'd make her some gluten free bread austin is typically very patient with me i like going with him one because he has a truck two because he's strong three because her car is full <laughs> of stuff her mom is getting mad at me telling me do not take more free stuff and he's like Lady, do you know how fucking close I am to getting just touched? I just, <laughs> I want my dick just touched. That's all I'm looking for. I've put in years of work, lady. <laughs> Good God. I began to attend OCD and hoarding conferences last year. And I learned about all different kinds of OCD themes that I didn't even know existed. The other day I watched a OCD hoarding video with her. I support her attending the conferences if she feels they're gonna Help her. When I went to the conference, I felt like I found my spirit people because it felt comfortable being able to talk to other people about Dude, that's so funny. Just imagining the conference room just filled with junk. They're like, yeah. okay, all right. Well, this is, we didn't expect this. Just one height, one side of the conference room is like neat <laughs> as fuck, just spotless. Looks like a fucking medical office. And then the other <laughs> side just looks like a fucking hoarder house. And they're like, all oh, right, well, we didn't, we didn't realize who we were bringing into this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's funny because they showed like a Zoom conference call. That'd be funny if like half of them, you only saw like old newspapers and magazines. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The face. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
about the disorders that I have. It was nice to see that I'm not insane and that there's other people who think like me. Well, I've been talking this hour with Melanie, her mother, Elisa, and one of her friends that has really stuck with her, Austin. They're all... Yeah, one of her... Whew, just one of the saddest things we've ever seen on the show. A man with a ponytail who thinks he's going to get laid. <laughs> Yeah. All here uh, for advice on how to help Melanie with her self-professed digital addiction and hoarding issues that seem to be part of OCD. Now, OCD is an anxiety-driven disorder. It involves obsessive thoughts and compulsive behaviors that are really time-consuming or cause significant distress and impairment. It can interfere with the pursuit of normal goals. And everybody has a little OCD in them. I mean, if you stop and think about it, I bet everybody listening right now has something that they're a little obsessive about, that they just are particular about. They have to have cabinet doors closed. Mine is uh, people calling me doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lose it if people don't. Or they have to have certain things a certain way. Everybody has something. But we're talking about to the point that it really disrupts your peaceful existence during the day. It may be an attention-getting thing at some level, but it is tremendously outweighed by what it costs you in your life. I was fired. I'm sorry. It also took away from her, which her fabulous job opportunities. Right. That she yeah. had. What a mother. Yeah. <laughs> the girl's fucking life is just, you know, it, it, I mean, she's not at rock bottom, I wouldn't say, but I mean, she clearly needs some help getting it together. And the mom's yeah. like, she hasn't had a good job in eight years, Dr. Phil. I mean, yeah. I, I worked my butt off so you could go to college and then you fucking get out and you just start hoarding things. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm trying. How come the only thing you can't keep is a job? Yeah. Hey, how about this? How about you start hoarding some college degrees, okay? Go back to school. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you again. Let me, I just got a series of questions, and you can just give me as succinct an answer as, as you possibly can. What do you want your life to look like? Um, I want to clean. I want to live on a mountain of garbage, Dr. Phil. I'm, I want nothing more to just be filled with filth. <laughs> I want a clean environment. Like when I walk into people's houses who have clean homes, I'm almost like thinking to myself, where's all their stuff? Like, where do they keep their stuff? But I, when I go to hotel. Just laughing, imagining her walking into someone's house with just like a trash bag filled with garbage. She's like, where should I put this at? <laughs> you guys have a coat room or something i'm like wow it's so clean in here so i want it to feel like that i want to be able to have a clean car that i can put other people <laughs> drive other people you described you want a non-chaotic world <laughs> dr phil's all what is your perfect uh life look like and she's all well i mean perfect life uh, there'd be an OCD specialist sitting next to you. <laughs> oh, man. And a non-chaotic mind. So a peaceful would be the antithesis of that. Right? 
So the next question is, what are you willing to do to have that? That's sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. Um, You're manipulating me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, knock it out off. <laughs> Imagine because I've. I'm in my 30s, mid 30s, and I've been living like this for so long that I don't know what it's like to like. All right, I'll give you this. Would not have guessed mid 30s. Whoa, really? That's what she just said. I would not have guessed Dude, pushing 40. Yeah, yeah, not a chance. Live as like a normal person. I would have said 27 tops. No, same. Maybe 28, but I'm yeah. not even. I'm, used to, I'm not used to seeing mid 30s with fucking colored hair. So maybe yeah. that also threw me off a little bit. But. I like it, though. Her, her hair is yeah, she, she looks good, yeah. But what are you willing to do to have what you say well, you Well, that's want? the thing. I really need help, and I'm having a hard time with getting... I'm having a hard time, like, motivationally. And I don't know what I'm willing to do, but I know that I have to change because I'm tired of living like this and I don't want to be, you know, I can't even have a normal intimate relationship because there's no space for that person. Wait, wait. So, so what you're saying is that you just need space for that? <laughs> and what that guy just like starts fucking like he just empties his truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you just. It, yeah. No, I mean. Or the the other Austin's like, I mean, you know, maybe you find a guy who's like totally fine helping you pick out stuff or I don't know. I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm just yeah. thinking. It is funny that that dude's literally like enabling her fucking OCD for like pussy. Yeah, like, dude. I get it though. I get it. <laughs> I've enabled mental illnesses just for pussy too. I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. Your bipolar is interesting. No, no, no. Act. This is great. This is healthy for you. Yeah. I mean, sure, you hear voices that aren't really there, but you're just so in tune with other people. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's probably because you're reading people's minds, honestly. Yeah, because uh, that smart. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of that episode. I mean, it seems like the, the common theme moving forward is going to be no conclusions whatsoever on any episodes. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, the conclusion of that was Dr. Phil saying, what are you willing to do to change with no, with nothing after it? So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, All right, dude. What are your plugs? Don't yawn on the podcast, you disrespectful no, fuck. We have <laughs> listeners who listen to this for professionalism, and you're yawning into the podcast? No. Sorry, senpai. Um, <laughs> what, do you want to produce this show, partner? Huh? You want to get on this side of it and start producing, telling me who to have on the goddamn show? Fuck you! Yeah, that was my manipulation, Jan. I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the clip of Doctor Phil saying, "You want to produce the show?" Every and then every time I fuck up, like when I upload a wrong episode or something, I'll just play that. You want to produce this show? <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, get your plugs in, baby boy. Uh. So so follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Parker the Newman. Uh, follow the podcast at Fill My Heart Pod uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Add me on Facebook if you want. Uh, also, I'm actually I'm gonna start doing a Twitch stream uh, tentatively every Sunday. So I'm gonna try it tomorrow. Nice, dude. Uh, thanks. Yeah. So my Twitch is uh, Parker the Newman, but uh, I'll just post it. On yeah, Instagram. this this isn't coming out until next Sunday. Oh boy! Oh, this will be our post Christmas episode. Happy Christmas! Oh really? Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah. Oh wow! 
Wow. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Or this will actually be our our pre-New Year's. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this will technically be our two-year anniversary show. Whoa, for real? Yeah. December <laughs> December 28th. That was our yeah. anniversary show. So this will be going out on the 27th. Well, Jeez. Jesus Christ, dude. Two years. What a fucking yeah. journey. Um. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So check out the Twitch. You'll you'll blast it out on social media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Parker the Newman. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Drew Apture on Instagram at Drew Apture is dumb. Uh, follow the podcast subreddit. I've been posting there. We've been getting active. We're up from fifteen followers last or fifteen subscribers last week to like twenty five this week. So we're moving and grooving over on the subreddit. Come join us. Um, I'm posting all the episodes when they drop. It's pretty fun. Um, I think that's pretty much it, man. Honestly, it's been a heck of a fucking year, guys. Uh, the next episode, I guess, will be our New Year's episode or whatever. But have a good... I hope everyone has a fucking safe New Year's and everything. And, you know, uh, yeah, be good out there, all right? We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Oh, wait, did we have a voicemail? Oh, we did have a voicemail. (laughs) It's okay. We'll do it. We'll do it next week. That's fine. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. All right. Let me play some outro music, and I'll just cut this.